Well, hello there. You're listening to Jelly and Bean, a fortnightly news and discussion show where we talk about geek culture, the things geeks love and geeks love to hate. This show is hosted by Brandon Maines and by me, Jelly, sometimes known as Daniel Farrelly. It's Friday, the 19th of October, 2012, and this is episode one. Hello, Bean. Hello, Jelly. And how are you this fine time? <laughs> uh, I'm quite well. And how about yourself? Very well. Very well. So, this is episode one. Are you excited? Nonplussed? I am. I am. I'm hoping we'll, uh, we'll have enough geek topics as time goes on that we'll be able to keep this going for a while. Excellent. Good to hear. Uh, so, the the idea of this uh, podcast is just to talk about, uh, we, we plan to talk about things that uh, we love and uh, that we also hate, and uh, things that we are interested in, and things that uh, annoy the heck out of us, um, and hopefully it will be interesting for everybody to listen to out there. That means you. Listener. <laughs> All right. So, first, uh, let's let's launch into the first thing. So, uh, I hear on the grapevine, aka Twitter, that uh, you and your wife have been watching Doctor Who lately. No, that is very very true. We um, we we've obviously heard a lot about it because it's it's not a it's not a show that's you know done under the radar. It's quite over the radar. Um. And it's just one of those things that I think we were just um, not not scared to start it, but I think we were just worried that we'd have to, you know, start like you know, ten seasons back to understand anything that was going on in, in the, you know, in, in the current the current season. Um, and I think I was also under the impression that uh, I guess the modern take on it was was a lot like the original version, right? Uh, the one that was in. I guess the seventies, um, cause I've, I've seen an episode or two of that and it, it's, I think it's a lot more, I guess, of, uh, serious science fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, like it, it doesn't really have that, that humor quality, but we, you know, we ended up watching, uh, an episode one night, just like I, I downloaded, um, uh, the, I guess it's the series that started in 2005. Yep. So that's what that's with, uh, Christopher Eccleston. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we, you know, we decided to give that one a go and you know, I think it was, it was love at first viewing. Excellent. Um, That's what we like to hear. Yeah. Like I, I just, it was one of those things like, you know, you, when people talk about it, you obviously can't get a grasp of, of everything the show is about because it's going to be, you know, very specific to whatever that episode was, but it was a lot quirkier than I expected it to be. Okay. And I think that's, that's what, that's what I'm enjoying about it is that it's not, it's not just funny or just serious. Like it, it's, it's almost weird with some of the things they do. Yep. Um, and the the characters so far are likable enough. Um, I I wouldn't say that I've uh, uh, that I necessarily enjoy Rose as a companion, but uh. she she's at least not not terrible. Yes. Well, everybody's everybody has their opinion about the different uh, the different companions, so you're not alone mm-hmm. in that. Uh, I mean. I I'm nonplussed about Rose, uh, but I have a bit of a uh, 
distaste for uh, Donna Noble, who will come up uh, for you uh, soon enough. Um, okay. So where about whereabouts are you up to with 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 viewing Doctor Who? Uh, we've seen I think six episodes somewhere around there. We we just seen we just saw the first episode with the uh, the Dalek. The Dalek. Uh, Dalek. My, my apologies. Good <laughs> <laughs> uh, eye then. All right. So. Um, yeah, yeah. So the, that one where he was, what was it? Uh, in a museum or being tortured or that kind of thing. Right. Uh, um, but yeah, so that, that was the last one we saw. Fair enough. So what? we still have a ways, a ways ahead of us to, to catch up. You do, you do, and uh, the season is in a break at the moment. the The current season uh, has gone on to a break, and it has been for a couple of weeks now. And uh, the next episode coming up is is uh, Christmas, um, so I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, there is a, another new companion turning up, uh, replacing the. Uh, uh, Amy and Rory, who have just who have just left us in the last episode that aired. Uh, so, I mean, one of the first thing, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you, talk to you about is uh, the Doctor Who experience, uh, which is something that uh, myself and and Mel, my wife, um, visited while we were in the UK recently. Um, so basically, what they've done is is they've taken uh, a load of the props um, that appeared on uh, Doctor Who episodes uh both both new series and the uh the original series and they've turned it into a for lack of a better word an experience uh it's it's one part museum and one part ride i guess uh they they start out with a bit of a walk through like a a um an adventure with the Doctor, so you see the Doctor on screen, and you uh, you go through kind of these uh, these sets, and you fly a TARDIS. Um, I'm gonna put the uh, I'm gonna put the link in the show notes, and I'm gonna send you the link right now. Uh, so basically, what this is is a uh, it's an experience. It's it's an experience. So you you walk through, you fly the TARDIS, you uh, you go through, you meet Daleks, you run from angels, and and that sort of thing. Uh, and then once that's done, you move on to more of a museum type thing where you look at, uh, where you can see all, all the props, uh, and, and kind of just experience it, I guess. Okay. Yeah. So I, I take it you enjoyed it then? No, it was, it was excellent. Uh, I, bef- the, the, the evening beforehand, uh, we were looking at, at it and i was i was freaking out because uh the uh, the bad guy in the doctor who at the moment that uh creeps me out the most is probably the the weeping angels which unfortunately you haven't encountered yet the weeping angels uh just to explain them for you are uh, basically stone angels which um you you see very in, around the place that sort of thing statues uh, and the like, and right. what they've done is they've uh, they've vilified these these things by bringing them to life in such a way that they can send you back in time, uh, and and feed off your uh, feed off the energy of uh, your missed opportunities and that sort of thing. Oh, that's 
Uh, That's kind of depressing. Yeah, it, it is. It's, it's sad. It's very sad. And when you look at them, they turn to stone. It's a, it's a, a reflex uh, to protect themselves. And so, basically, when you don't look at them, they move. And they are super creepy. Super, super creepy. And so, uh, knowing that there were going to be angels in this particular experience, I was very worried, but uh, it was it was a lot of fun and um, not particularly scary at all. It was it was uh, it was very much pointed at children um, as opposed to adults. So it was. Uh, is is Doctor Who really a show that kids are watching? Yes, absolutely. Uh, in Australia, okay. we've had uh, we've had. Doctor Who playing on like in the children's slot uh, on ABC for many many years now, and uh, the uh, and oh, and over in the um, in the UK it's it's on a like a prime time slot, so yeah no ch- children watch it and they love it and we had we actually had children uh, come along through the um, through the experience with us and and they. That seem to enjoy themselves a lot, and it's it's very it's the 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 experience is uh, less haunted house. Although it it is kind of like a haunted house in that you walk through it and you kind of there, there are things that you interact with around you. Uh, but so same but, same setup, but not with the the whole with, fear aspect. Without the without the fear aspect, or at least not in a, such a big way. There's nobody. Uh, and that, and that's and that's what I think scared me the most was that I was uh, having been to the uh, haunted house at Universal in uh, in LA. That thing is ridiculously like it scared the crap out of me, and uh, so of course I expected something of a similar kind of caliber, but uh, it's it's much more calm than that. So, but but it's it, it's very interesting, especially for uh, any um, anybody who is interested in uh, in Doctor Who. It's very much it's it's a, it's a little bit out of the way because uh, when we went there, uh, it, it's in Cardiff, which of course it, it has to be in Cardiff, um, being that that's where you know, they shoot it and that's where a lot of it's based and that sort of thing. Uh, so it. It was recently in London, so they don't. They, I don't think they get a lot of, uh, quite a lot of uh, tourists, but uh, they they get enough people coming through to do the, you know, to do their tours uh, a few times a day. Um, and I think most of that comes from the U- from the UK, yeah. uh, like people visiting from from various parts of the UK. Um, but if anybody is going to London anytime soon, uh, I would very much recommend going and seeing it because it's very good. How much did that uh, did that set you back? Like, is it is it something that everyone can do? Is it kind of a specialty thing? Look, uh, I think it's I think it's something that everybody can do. Uh, I'm looking at the prices right now. It's about um, it's about fifteen pounds per adult. Or okay. um, a family can do it for forty six pounds, so it's not t- it's not terribly uh, pricey, as, um, especially when you kind of consider the fact that it's you know uh, I mean it's uh, the the price of you know say a 
a theme park or whatever. Um, right. But but uh, the fact that it's in Cardiff as opposed to somewhere like London, which you know everybody visit, everybody goes to the UK, they visit London, but not necessarily Cardiff. Yeah. So you have to you have to then take into consideration that you have to then travel to Cardiff, and then you have to possibly stay in Cardiff uh, for you know a night uh, or two, and then that kind of uh, comes in all factors into it. But I mean, to be perfectly honest, like the, our our couple of days in Cardiff were were uh, really really amazing. Like everybody was super nice, uh, possibly too nice. Um, you know, well, I don't know what might be going on there. They could be taken over by aliens. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, it was it was absolutely worth it. Like it was absolutely worth the the, the kind of uh, detour that we took um, to, to go and see it. So, right, so so uh, go to Cardiff. Go for the uh, Doctor Who experience. Stay for the natives, which may or may not be taken over by aliens. Something like that. Yes. Okay. And I mean, if you if you enjoy Doctor Who, and even at your point uh, in in the story, there's some stuff going on in Cardiff. Uh, so look, it's it's you know Cardiff is for Doctor Who fans a place that you kind of have to go to at some stage. It's your mecca. You must <laughs> you must go there. And uh, look, it's it was it's it's lovely. Um, and it's not busy, which you know a lot of the places uh, you know that we visited through in our Europe trip uh, were very busy, tourists the like. But Cardiff was was nice and quiet and just really good, really good. Yeah, well, that's good. Well, let's talk a little news. How about that? Excellent. Sounds good. All right. Well, did you uh, hear about Microsoft's new Surface tablet? I did, and in fact, I was watching the uh, I was watching the the advertisement for it today. Uh, it was look. I'm an Apple fanboy. I must be honest with with you. So, of course, I'm the I'm, my thought is you know uh, how is this going to compare um, with something that's got such a big kind of footprint in the market. Um, I was reading an article today, actually, uh, and I'll see if I can find it and throw it into the show notes. Um, and basically, the article was talking about uh, about the advertisement. And look, the advertisement, uh, the, the ad is very uh, focused on what your life will be like having the tablet as opposed to what the tablet is like itself which is a huge yeah. which is a huge uh departure from the way that Apple market their products it's uh they market their products with um you know by showing you the product and how it works and so i mean that's that's kind of different well, for even with that it's even bigger than it's a bigger departure from how um PC companies like Microsoft you know like that that world normally market themselves as well because they tend to market based on specs uh, which is again different from Apple, which marks based on you know look at the device, you know this is how you interact with it. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they've you know essentially gone a step beyond them and said don't you know don't look at the device, don't look at the specs, look how great everything will be once you buy it. Yeah, and uh, th- like this uh, this article was was saying that it's um like it's look it's 
it's Apple's market to win because iPad is uh, moving into that area where it's the the name of the the name of the product is becoming synonymous with the with what you think of as a tablet when you know people right. people don't buy tablets because they think oh you know oh what's that new android tablet that looks amazing they think oh you know su- such and such has an ipad or you know they saw the ipad ad on tv and so they they go looking for the ipad and then they kind of move off to uh, other in other directions i mean that's not the case for everybody but that's the case for quite a lot of uh people looking in the tablet market so no i, I definitely agree um and it's one of the weird things. I, I don't know. Have you seen the the prices for the Surface? Apparently, it's priced at the same price points as the iPad. Pretty much. Um, I just haven't written down. If you don't mind, I'll, I'll read off just so everyone okay. else is on the same boat as where where we are. Excellent. Um, the cheapest Surface is five hundred. Well, again, U.S. prices. Uh, what I got here. So you know, take it with a grain of salt. For other countries, probably add you know twenty or thirty bucks depending on where your currency is. Of course, with, uh, you know, with the U.S. dollar, but the uh, yep. so the cheap service is five hundred bucks, mm-hmm. um, and that's the thirty-two gig model, and that doesn't come with the keyboard cover. No keyboard. Uh, no keep. No no none of that keyboard cover thing. It's just the tablet. Yep. Um, to get the thirty-two gig one with the, I guess they call it the touch cover, uh, that's six hundred dollars. So an extra hundred bucks. Um, and then for $700, so another $100 on top of that, you get the 64 gig unit with the touch cover. Um, and I think the touch cover separately is somewhere around $120. Right. And the touch cover is the cover with the keyboard on it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Right. So essentially they're pricing themselves to take on the iPad or so it would seem, uh, so Look, I, I'm I'm not sure that they they have the uh, what it takes to to knock um, knock Apple out of the game. There, I mean, that may not be their uh, attempt. Uh, their attempt may be just to actually sell some product, I guess. Right. Uh, but uh, look, well, see, I, I, I'm I think I'm agreeing with you as much as I it, it pains me to say that. Not that I agree with you that that I agree with you on this specific topic that. I don't know how well it's going to do because like you said, it's, it's, you know, pretty similar price wise to, to the iPads that are out there. And so when you come into a market like this, you you have to do two things. You either have to come in with a product that's better or a product that's cheaper. But, yep. you know, even if we can say, let, let's say, you know, benefit of the doubt that these two products, you know, it's exactly the same as the iPad. Well, why would you, why would you buy this one over, over the iPad? And that's exactly like if, if, if the yeah. specs are similar enough and the price is similar enough. Why would why wouldn't you go with the one that at this point has you know has the the marketplace there, like has the people and, writing the apps? And that's that's exactly it. Like uh, the marketplace for Microsoft is sincerely lacking, where the App Store is kind of overflowing with with great apps. Um, and I, I've I was at a conference earlier this year uh, that where we were they were discussing um, mobile development, um, and 
people were talking about uh, it was it was very heavy iOS, uh, and there was very good reason for that because at least a couple of people brought up uh, numbers for Android and for uh, for uh, Microsoft's Windows, um, both mobile and whatever, uh, and. There's just not the, the the money isn't there, which means that the the developers aren't there. And despite Microsoft's attempts to you know bring developers over, and they've done uh, I think they've done a number of different things at this point, um, trying to you know lure developers over to their to their platform. It, people people aren't taking to it, or at least it doesn't appear that people are taking to it as as much as people took to the to the uh, Apple App Store. Well, I, I can I can say from experiences, I do have a Windows phone. Yep. Um, that there's there's not a lot of activity in the marketplace. Yep. Um, and and it, it's one of those, I guess I guess it'd be like a catch twenty two situation where they need people to buy the products in order to get the developers, you know, to actually write good apps for them. But at the same time, you need the apps in the store to get people to buy the product. Exactly. So uh, I think it will stand to be seen whether or not. Uh, whether or not Microsoft have any kind of uh, luck in this particular arena, because uh, I don't I don't necessarily think that their uh, prospects are very good at this point, and especially uh, given that rumours are that an iPad Mini is on the uh, on the horizon from Apple. I've heard of that. I've heard of that as well. Yes. Do you think that's a uh, viable rumour? Look, uh, there have been there's been an iPad Mini rumored ever since the first iPad came out, uh, and Steve Jobs uh, was you know very vocal in that you know uh, something of a seven inch tablet is something that they're not interested in doing. Um, but I mean, this is a new Apple. This is you know Tim Cook's Apple, and so far they've they they uh, they seem to be doing certain things that uh, are to appease the the market um, I mean you, you can just look at the like the uh, the iPhone 5 which has uh, you know took the name that everybody was using for it even though it's not necessarily you know the fifth fifth model or anything like that um, so I, I, I look I, I think that it's very feasible uh, and with the invite that was sent out this week uh, Apple's invites to their to their events typically um, hint at what the what is what the event is going to be about, and um, you know smarter people than I have determined that it looks like there's going to be an iPad Mini uh, on the you know announced at this event along with other so, some other things, but you know I I dare say it's probably going to be something that's uh, that that makes it makes it out and i mean that's next week so i guess we'll find out yeah. and and i was uh looking at rumors as well i think it was uh from i think it says nine to five mac yep um and they they were saying that the rumor going around is that there's not just going to be one ipad mini announced but that there's going to be what i think like seven different products that they're thinking seven different versions right well i mean that's so, i mean that that could easily be you know ipad mini with 3g ipad mini with wi-fi you know, so who knows? Obviously, but, yeah. And I mean, the, the, there is there is uh, six versions of the iPad, uh, the new iPad, 
well, it's not really a new iPad anymore, just the iPad, uh, the third generation. Uh, so there's the you know the various different um, memory sizes and also the um, you know the the three G or not three G. Um, so I dare say that it's very possible that it, that's that's all that we're looking at there. Well, I mean, I guess it's one of the things is is are, are like the the products like the Nexus Nexus Seven and the the Kindle Fire are they doing enough damage to Apple that Apple thinks it's worth it to you know, come out with a product in that space. And that's it. And even if those, you know, tablets that are existing, the 7-inch the tablets that are out there, um, aren't doing a whole lot of harm to Apple. Uh, I mean, it's worth it for Apple to bring something out anyway, I would think, uh, just to kind of, you know, crush the market as as it would be. In in their point of view, that's what they would be doing, and it's I mean it's their their game. They 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 essentially started this, and uh, they have not lost any traction since the beginning of it. Um, you know, Google and uh, Amazon and that sort of and and those guys have not been able to get any real traction with with their sales, uh, as far as I'm aware. Um, with maybe the, I think the Kindle, the, the Kindle Fire has possibly been the most uh, successful non-Apple tablet uh, that's out there. Um, and forgive me if I'm wrong, because look, you know, I'm going off memory here. But uh, as far as I'm aware, yeah, the, the, the Kindle Fire is the current, you know, forerunner against Apple uh, in that market. And, you know, I, I, if... If Apple has any sense, they will, you know, try and crush that while they can, uh, so that they can you know, continue to be a leader in the market. And it's not like Apple's hurting for money either. So, you know, say this goes badly, it, it's not really going to, you know, hurt their bottom line that much. No, that's that's right. Their, their I, share I think, is. Uh, I was reading the news a couple months back. They sent something like the the highest trading price of a company ever. Yes. Like uh, now, I, I did a tiny bit more research into that, and it. Turns out, you adjust for inflation. Inflation. Microsoft still, a while back, had a higher, you know, overall worth, but right. still, it is a nice it is a nice place to be, even even if it's you know, even if inflation does get in the way of the uh, the the accolades. Look, and and the thing is, is that I uh, I was I was reading yesterday that uh, the the financial sector is suggesting. That uh, they're shooting, that their stock price is shooting for the thousand dollar mark. So that's a you know that's a whole new level uh, in in this kind of day and age. I mean that's double what they were, you know, a few months ago. And that's and when they started making news about their share price, look, they're they're, they're not hurting, <laughs> not even not even slightly. So you know, bringing out something like this and having it go pear shaped, uh, I think. It's it's not going to really damage them too much. Um, the only thing that it can possibly do is 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 um, give them the opportunity to you know take out the small amount of competition that they've they've got in the in the tablet market and possibly make good with their consumers, which is a win win, wouldn't it be? If, I, I think so. Yeah. 
So, look, when it comes down to it, I think that it stands to be seen what where where this goes. But I would I would very much favour Apple in this particular race. Uh, I don't think Microsoft has quite got their their, their tact right. Which honestly, I find sad because um, like I've seen some of the Windows 8 tablets and and like with my Windows 7 phone, like I like the OS. You know, I like that kind of look. Like it's different. It's interesting. Um, it's, it's, it's the whole, you know, uh, content before, uh, was a content over controls kind of, uh, atmosphere. But, it, you know, it's one of those things. It doesn't matter how nice it looks. If it, it just, you know, if no one's going to buy it, there's, there's no point. Absolutely. And, and, uh, look, you know, Microsoft's OS is the, uh, it's the opposite of Android, uh, where Android is very, very similar to iOS. And, um, in, in many, many ways. And Microsoft's is very, very different. Um, and that, I mean, that can, that can go one of two ways for them. It can be either, uh, the thing that sells it in that, um, you know, it's, it's much easier to use or, uh, it makes a lot more sense to certain people, um, you know, putting with, with, with their UI and that's, and the like, uh, or people will reject it based on the fact that it's it doesn't look like the iPad, and yeah, I think it's not, it's not what they're used to. Exactly, and especially given that, uh, given what we were talking about earlier, where um, there were people that you know, a lot of people arrive at buying a tablet because of the iPad. You know, most most people that I I know personally have bought tablets, and they ne- not, haven't necessarily bought iPads, uh, but they've bought tablets because of the iPad. And not because of something else that's out there, so it stands to be seen whether or not uh, you know Microsoft is going to be able to make a dent. Really, yeah. did that even make sense? I don't even know. I will. We'll, I'll, I'll nod, even though you can't see me. I'll nod. <laughs> and I'll just go, yeah, yeah, perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, perfect sense. Look, I think. Uh, my, I mean, I think my point is that you know. Microsoft is bringing something very new and, you know, bravo to them because up until this point, we've seen a lot of uh, tablets and a lot of products that are not necessarily ripping off Apple and I'm not one of the people that will, will you know, calls Android or anything like that a, a rip-off of, rip of Apple. Because they, they, you know, they do it to each other. They copy, they copy things from each other. And, you know, there are, there are things that uh, started out in Android and ended up in iOS and vice versa. So it's not about who ripped off whom. It's the, the fact of the matter is, is that they're very, very similar. And, uh, so far, uh, you know, it's, it's been something where Android tablets have been sold because they, because they are similar to iPads and they've been marketed so that they can try and take away the the share of the the market share of the iPad, right? Whereas Microsoft is coming in with something completely new, uh, and that's that's a very that's a very admirable like uh, admirable thing because um, you know they're taking you know a big risk with with uh, the the their, their UI like and and their their OS, so. If they if it fails for them, then you know it it's one of those things where we I don't think we'll see a whole lot of other people trying to bring that sort of 
new idea to the market. It's just going to continue to be this this uh, market where you know um, Android takes something from iOS and iOS takes something from Android. Yeah. And I think that is something that is uh, it will it's not good for the market because it limits the amount of um, new things that are coming. You know, the the amount of uh, truly, you know, innovative stuff that's coming out. So hopefully Microsoft's release is going to be something that will mean that we get more innovation and more, uh, more new things in the market because that can only stand to be good for everybody. I totally agree. And and who knows, maybe after this comes out, we'll start seeing a, a fourth operating system based on Android that looks like Windows. <laughs> or, or, well, you know, given that Android is so customizable, and I'm doing air quotes there, so customizable, I, <laughs> um, it stands to be seen whether or not, um, you know, Android starts ripping off of Microsoft. And possibly, yeah. possibly, you know, Apple too. They're not, they're not strangers to, to taking, you know, ideas from other companies and, and bringing them into their, you know, own environment. You just have to look at the pull to refresh thing that, you know, came out of, uh, Tweety and then Twitter. And now it's, uh, included as a default thing with, uh, with, Apple's um, SDK, so they do take other people's ideas and, and put them to use in their own environments. So, and then who knows? sue anyone else who uses them. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. well. Speaking of stealing, how's that for a segue? Nice. Um, have you heard about the uh, latest fiasco with uh, Electronic Arts? I had not. Oh, okay. Well. Over the weekend, I think it was over the weekend. I'll say it's over the weekend, and I'll just assume no one else will, will bother checking to see if I'm correct. <laughs> uh, they had uh, a survey, and so they sent out to a bunch of people who were, I guess, uh, EA members um, hmm. through their. I don't, I don't know if you've heard of their store. It's Origin. It's kind of like a, a Steam knockoff. I have heard of that. Yes. Um, so they sent out a survey. You filled out. They give you a coupon for twenty dollars off any game. 1999 or above. Right. Um, which is great, you know. You know, say the survey takes 10 minutes and you can pretty much get yourself a free game, you know, if you find something you like in the $20 price range. Yep. Uh, well, apparently they've never been on the internet before, so they did not realize that, uh, coupon codes need to be one-time use. Ah, uh, dear. And they need to be limited to just the people that, who you've, you know, sent the survey to. Yep. Uh, so of course the code found, found its way to places like you know Reddit and that, and that side of the internet, and it um, exploded. Right. And there were people who downloaded 15 games, you know, pretty much anything they could find that was in the, in the the price range. Yep. And EA ended up saying, "All right, cancel the coupon. No one can use it." We, you know, which is I guess understandable in that situation. There's really not much else you can do, otherwise you're going to lose all the product. Mm -hmm. But then they said. Anybody who used all the coup who used the coupon would keep it. So those people who very obviously, you know, misused the coupon yeah. wouldn't, you know, no no repercussions. And it also kept the people who were actually doing the survey from being able to use their coupon. 
So the, the, the people doing the right thing, who were trying to help out, they got screwed over. People doing the wrong thing, they got rewarded. That's terrible. That's, yeah. not, that's not good at all. Um, now, I think the final bit of that story is they eventually said, all right, sure, you've done the survey, you'll be able to use your coupon. Yeah. But that, you know, that shouldn't have been an afterthought. That should have been... That should well, have been actually, the this, first this thing whole, that they did. This whole thing shouldn't have happened. It should have been, you know, uh, fixed before it even happened. It, it, you know, yeah. it should have been something they were prepared for. It, it's just one of the things you, you think, how can a company, like EA is a big company. They're, they're probably the biggest, they're one of the biggest, if not the biggest gaming companies in the world. Right. How do they not know how things like this happen? And the thing is, is that that sort of thing is very, uh, very easy to implement. Um, you know, being a, being somebody who works on code and the like, uh, it would have taken them an extra, you know, half a day to implement something that you know made meant sure made sure that the codes were only being used by people who actually you know filled out the survey. So that that seems like like it's uh, you know, EA that that sounds like EA is really screwed up there. And it's one of those things when you think about it, does that inspire confidence in using their origin software? Absolutely not. Yeah, I, I mean, like, if they can't get that right, what, what other flaws do they have going on? Like, is, is your personal information, you know, stored in plain text somewhere? You know, is, you, you know, is someone going to be able to get into your account? You know, what, what's, hmm. as much as that, that's one of, you know, that sounds like it's a slippery slope, uh, slippery slope, uh, type attack, it, it's not really, you know, if, you, you know, you can't say, oh, they do everything else right, but they do this wrong because this is a pretty, you know, like like you're saying, it's, it's a pretty easy fix for a company of that size. Yeah, absolutely. And given the amount of manpower that they can put towards that or, you know, should be able to put towards that, it's it's something that they, um, you know, that they should have should have been able to take care of. And certainly in a way that, you know, and even if they, that had been after the fact that, you know, these people had, you know, gotten their games and whatever, you know, it should have, they, they should have been able to do something where, you know, the people who did the wrong thing uh, and used, you know, essentially stolen codes uh, should have been, uh, in a word, punished for it, you know, for lack of a better word. Um, well, yeah, yeah, at the very least, it should have been all those games that you purchased with the coupon code are removed. Yeah. Or, you know, are, you know, not counted as purchased. Right. You can use the coupon code once from this point on. Yep. You know, so pick which one you want to keep and you can keep it. And that's, you know. Absolutely. And then, then you, you don't, you don't worry about someone, you know, who legitimately used it or, or at least legitimately used it the first time ending up being punished along with people who never even took the survey. Yeah. You know, so, you know, at least it, it puts a bit of goodwill out there and, and fixes the mistake, but. And and it's it's another one of those situations where this is their market to lose. You know, Origin is not the the forerunner in the downloadable you know games arena because that's that's Steam and uh, so you know and Steam are, they are very strong in the, in that particular market. So you know, for Origin to make a big mistake like that and um, you know, I I, I it's. It, it feels like they will lose out there uh, in, a, in a big way. Well, I mean, it's it's whatever the future might hold, but I, I don't see Origin, you know, getting any bigger than it is now. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think the only reason it's got anyone using it is because it's the only way you can get, you know, 
some of EA's games yeah. if you're you know playing on the PC. And I suppose if uh, and like that's that's really the only way that you can uh, if that's the only way that you can get a particular game, then you know that's that's how you're going to end up getting it, I guess, if you really want to play it. But yeah, I like that sort of thing. That sort of thing leaves leaves questions in people's minds, and it will mean that they will second guess themselves when they go to decide to buy a game over at Origin or whatever. What else have you got for me? All right. Well, let me, let me look through my list. Um, uh, did you hear about? Well, I'm sure, you probably have heard about it because you know you're in the know. But the Xbox Music Service. That's I, I did. Microsoft's coming out. Uh, I did read a few headlines about that. I didn't go into the actual uh, into the actual articles, so I know that there's something going on, but I don't know anything more than that. Uh, well, it, it's it's. It's partly a new product and partly just a rebranding of their Zune music that they had before. Sure. No, I think what they had before was some, something along the lines that you could have a, you'd pay a monthly fee and you could stream as much music as you wanted, you know, as long as you were paid up. So it's, it's that still that same, same, I guess, style going about with, with music. So it's, it's $12 a month and you get unlimited streaming and their, their library is supposed to be pretty big. Um, and, you know, they have apps on uh, the Xbox, so it's pretty much, you know, turn right on, there you go, you're listening to your music. Yep. Um, but with, with the new service that's coming out, if you're on Windows 8 or Windows RT, so, you know, t- the tablet of the new OS, yep. uh, you get free streaming. Free? Free, yes. Now, that there's a bit of a caveat. I, I'm pretty sure it's unlimited for, like, the first 12 months or 6 or 12 months, and then who knows what happens after then. You know, it might go down the route of, you know, you get maybe after the first six months, you get a hundred songs a, a month. But even that is not bad. Yeah. You know, because because it's what is it? Uh, it's it costs you nothing. You know what I mean? Like it, getting unlimited for free or getting a hundred for free. Either way, you're not paying for it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, people do like free things, so. Yeah. Uh, now the only downside about this coming out is that there's no iOS or Android version of this. Yes. Um, and that, that, so it, that they, I they've kind of limited themselves to what market share they're going to be able to pick up. Which means that they've got a, they've, they're relying on thing, on uh, things like the Surface to essentially sell this for them. Yeah. Now, I mean, at the same time, the fact that they're offering it free as well on Windows 8 means anyone who buys a new computer, uh, Xbox Music is, is going to essentially be the default music player. Yep. Um, so they're gonna get a bit of name recognition with their with their product out there, but again, it's free if you're on Windows 8, so no one's really gonna buy anything. Right. Well, unless that again, yes, sure, they might you know they might use that as their iTunes replacement, so they might be downloading music, you know, making purchases like that. Or I think there's if it's anything like the old Zoom program, there'll also be like video and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I, I'm sure there's a possibility of some money. But not to the same extent as if it had a, you know, an iOS version or Android version that, you know, the majority of people with mobile devices out there could take it with them. Right. Which, and that, and that's one of the things that, say, a competing service like Spotify has over Xbox in that, uh, or rather over Microsoft in that basically, um, you know, they, they are everywhere 
or you know they're they're as close to everywhere as they possibly can get you know they're on most of the mobile devices and they're on you know in your browser and uh, they have apps for your various um, desktops and laptops and that sort of thing so it's it will be interesting to see whether or not this you know will work out for Microsoft as well um and I mean, this is a saturated market with this sort of thing at the moment. You have, there are so many streaming music services that are uh, currently um, out there. Um, you've, uh, off the top of my head, there's Spotify, there's, there's Audio, there's uh, JB Hi-Fi have one. I think Sony had have their own uh, thing going on. There's, you know, uh, there's Apple's uh, version which is iTunes Match, uh, which is slightly slightly different uh, in certain regards. But so Microsoft is essentially walking into you know a, a crowded bar in this situation with you know not much to offer and uh, lots of you know and a very saturated market. So. I'd, I don't know. The, well, I don't necessarily think that'll work. This will work out for them. At the same time, they've had the the former version of this, the, the Zoom music. Uh, actually, I'm not even sure what it's called. I'll call it the Zoom service. They, they've had that for quite some time, right. pretty much since the Zoom was a product. Yep. Um, so it's at least made enough money that they haven't killed it off. Right. Um, but the fact that they're moving it now to, uh, I guess, to the desktop as well, and to you know, a- outside of just the um, outside of you know the locations it's been before, right? Um, that that's where that's where the, the issue comes in. Like, is it are they doing enough to, I guess, make it worth the extra infrastructure cost to them? Right, and I mean the thing is, is that uh, you know it's it's very it seems to be very much a play at getting market share. So not having the existing apps out there is only going to hurt them, I would think, in that, given that seems to be what they're attempting to do. Um, although although this could just be, you know, phase one of, of whatever plan they have. That's true, but I, I think if, if either of us were in that same situation, we would want phase one to be as much as possible. Yeah. Not, and that's, not bare minimum. Yeah, and it's, it seems like they are offering only the bare minimum. Which means that, uh, uh, you know, that I, I don't necessarily think it'll it'll uh, it'll take for them, especially when there are, like we were talking about, there's there's so many other uh, other options, and there are also a lot of free options as well. Right. Um, like exactly. The, the one that I like to use is called Groove Shark. Yes, Groove Shark. I, I do know Groove Shark. It, it is one of my favorite sites. I found it when I was at uni, and it's 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 one of those things where it's you type in whatever you want, and more than likely it's there somewhere. Right. You know, no matter how obscure the um, you know how obscure the the artist actually is. Right. And it's and, and it it's got the the radio like features where you can you know where you know it finds songs that are similar to what you're listening to, and you can queue stuff up and listen to it, create your own uh, playlists and that that sort of thing. So. Look, I, I think uh, at this point in the time, the the existing players have 
have got their, you know, it's their playground. They, you know, and I'm specifically, I'm talking about, you know, those, those, that big three. Um, so, you know, your Groove Shark, your Spotify and, uh, audio who, which, I mean, granted, they're not available in all, you know, all markets. Um, and that, I, I, not knowing what Xboxes, uh, you know, what countries Xboxes music, um, service is available in. Um, I'm pretty sure it's, it's something, I'm pretty sure it's more countries than Spotify is. Yep. Um, and with, with more, with more to come whenever they do the next batch of, I guess, I assume localization and, uh, you know, contracts with record companies. Sure. Yeah, I, I, I think it'll be, it'll be interesting to see whether or not this takes off for them. Um, I would say that they're going to be a small player in this particular market because the big players have, um, the big players are the ones that are focusing specifically on what they're doing. Um, Spotify, Radio, and, uh, and Groove Shark, they don't do anything else. They just do that, the, you know, this particular thing. And, you know, it's, it's a fair, I think it's fair to say that that will mean that they will have, you know, they will be able to bring new things to market and that sort of thing, uh, which will, you know, entice people to go over to them as opposed to Xbox. Hmm. Now, I mean, I just had a thought that, um, since Microsoft has a pretty big foothold in a lot of countries, do you think that a lot of these these products and these services that we're looking at them going, you know, it's not really going to do well against you know whatever the, the competitor is here? Do you think it's a di- it's going to be make a difference in countries like I don't know, say you know the Philippines or China or Russia, where maybe those products aren't, or where they're they're not the number one like they are here? And you know, do you think this is Microsoft's way of you know getting a foothold in those countries? Look, and, you know, yeah. may, maybe it'll be the number one, you know, Xbox Music will be the number one, you know, music streaming service in Russia. Yeah, and, well... You know, while it doesn't sound huge to us, maybe that's enough to, that, you know, they can expand from there. Absolutely. And, you know, there are other uh, there are other markets in where that's the case, you know, search, uh, social networks and that sort of thing, where the big players, as we think of them, uh, being typically... You know, American-based uh, companies who are, you know, running their that their particular uh, service. Uh, there are countries in, especially in like Asia and that's and that sort of area where uh, they aren't the forerunner. Um, so it's it's fair to say that it's possible that Xbox will have, um, given that, you know, uh, given Microsoft's f- f- uh, footprint in you know other markets, uh, it's fair to say that what you're saying, where you know these overseas markets will you know be what f- basically feeds Microsoft in this uh, in this venture, uh, that that will be you know how they succeed in this and. Uh, but it's it's one thing to say, oh, you know, we're, we're number one in Russia, but it's a whole other thing to say, you know, we're, we're number one in the USA or in Australia, where, you know, typ- t- typically, it's it's the you know that that's that's the market that you want to get because, uh, that's where all the that's where a lot of the people are. 
And that's where the money is as well. And that's right. That's where the money is. And so, uh, look, I, I think, I think at the end of the day, you know, there'll be some pleasure in the fact that they'll, they will, uh, make it in the market that they, you know, in these overseas markets, but they're still going to be, you know, kicking themselves under the table thinking, if only we could get, you know, America to, you know, use our service. What, what, what can we do to, you know, to make that better? So who knows? Really? Who knows? Uh, I think we've, we've talked a lot about, uh, tech stuff for, for the, uh, so far. Uh, why don't we take a little bit of a different track and we'll talk about some, um, some, maybe some movies or something, uh, to kind of round out the episode today. And then we'll, we'll call it a wrap. That sounds like a good plan. All right. So, um, some of the news, uh, that I've, uh, been following, um, I saw today that, uh, Transformers 4, which, look, I'm not a big fan of the Transformers series because it's one of those, it, Michael Bay isn't a great, uh, I mean, he's a, he's a, a good movie maker, but he has a lot of he falls into a lot of the traps that uh, exist in in movies um, at the moment. And I mean, that's you know that's that's going beyond that. Uh, the the one that they've got planning uh, Transformers Four uh, is going to be a uh, a step away from their um, their current cast. So they're going to be they're going to be replacing uh, all of the uh, live action cast with new people. Did you hear about that? Okay, uh, I, I have not. But at the same time, I, I'm. I don't know if I'm ashamed to admit it. Maybe I'm proud to admit it. I've never seen any of the Transformer movies. <laughs> See, I, 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 I watched. Uh, I think the first two. I watched the first one in the cinema, and I think I watched the second one on DVD, and I didn't watch the third one. <laughs> I'll be well, honest. You know what? For me, it's 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 Shia LaBeouf or LaBeouf or I'll call him Shia. I'm not going to pronounce his last name again. Yep. I can't stand him. Like, I there there's not been a movie that has come out where I've said, you know, he's he was great in that. No, I think I think I think you're right there. I, I'm not a bit, particularly big fan of him either, uh, especially since he he ruined ruined. Indiana Jones. And yes, look, there that's was, exactly right. So there are so many other things wrong with Indiana Jones four, but uh, you know, he having him, one. having him in there was number one. Uh, and look, I, I think you know this can either make Transformers better, or it can completely ruin it. Uh, it's it's one of those situations where it could go either way, but I think that this will be good for them given that uh it's 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 going to be something something new and something uh fresh i think uh so what i was uh what i was reading about was that they're actually going to replace uh the 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 cast with um two particular characters that they've they've uh talked about so far um the first one is a new female lead so it's suggested in any case that uh the protagonist of transformers 4 will be female okay well i mean that'll be that'll be a different experience it'll well you know there's not there's not many movies where or there's many action movies where that's the case that's and that's right and i think and it's also a uh departure for for michael bay 
because uh, I don't think any of his films, any of his previous films, have a female lead in them. So that will be, it'll be interesting to see whether or not he can bring a uh, a good female lead to the screen. Well, it, I, I think at the same time, it's I think we're putting a lot of pressure on him. Well, well a it, you know it's. It's Michael Bay. We, we, I think we're just going to see things explode, but at the same time, it's, it's a big part of it's going to be, you know, whatever the script is. Right. You know, there, there's only so much that a good director or a bad director can do to a movie that's, you know, already terrible. Of course. But, you know, that being said, given that this is a, a big uh, departure from, you know, his previous films, um, I think his direction in this will be very interesting, given that mostly... His films, and he's very well known for having, you know, the the uh, the token hot chick in his movie, you know, to to play like for for the main character to play off of or fall in love with or whatever. And so, whether or not they, whether or not he can, uh, you know, direct his lead in such a way that it's actually a, a realistic character, uh, I think will. Even if the even if the script is good or bad, it, it can, you know, direction can help. I think. I think what what we've determined is there's a lot of parts that go into making a movie. Of course, and uh, look, I, <laughs> I, I I'm very aware of this, but you know, I it I think it's very very possible that you know Michael Bay can take something that is good if the script is in fact good, and completely ruin it. Or it could go not so much the other way, but it could go the other way as well. So uh, it, it, it could go from bad to slightly less bad. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's exactly yeah. right. Um, so the the other the other uh, cast member is a uh, is a is a male uh, is male. Full stop. Uh, so it's basically the 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 characters are a high school senior. And her boyfriend, a Texas racing driver. Uh, that sounds great already. <laughs> uh, I, I held off on that one because I knew it was going to sound really bad. Uh, look, you know, I'll be honest. I'm not a huge fan of the Transformers series. So, uh, and you know, like I said before, I've only seen the first two. And as far as I'm as far as I'm concerned, they've gotten worse and worse with each uh, with each movie but this could be something that uh i mean look there is very few movies out there in the world other than you know romantic comedies and the like where the lead is female and that's that's not necessarily a good thing that's uh well it's not a good thing it's a bad thing because you know we've got so there's so many films out there with you know with male leads so look it'll be interesting to see whether or not uh michael bay and it's you know it's very strange to see michael bay being the one to bring this to the screen um whether michael bay can actually make a dent in the film industry for you know know, movies with female leads well you you know i think michael bay might be the one to do it the most fair because either way things are going to be exploding uh, no matter who, what gender the lead is, absolutely, and we so we it, all like might, things he might exploding. Bring females down to the level that he brings males. <laughs> Look, uh, you know that it stands to be seen, I guess. Yeah, 
Speaking of females and things exploding, <laughs> I believe there is a uh, a female version of the Expendables. I say version very lightly because I don't think it's actually a you know a, it's similar kind of movie, but with with uh, female leads in it. Um, have you have you heard about that one? I have not. I haven't seen the Expendables either, but I know, I know the the premise. Um, I've seen I've seen Expendable the Expendables. I haven't seen the second one uh, yet. Um, it is basically things exploding. And uh, if this <laughs> if this fem- if the female version uh, manages to you know make it out of uh, out of the news, I guess, and into the uh, into the actual, you know, theatres, then it could be interesting to see whether or not, um, you know, this is another movie that could, you know, make or break, um, you know, female leads in, um, in action movies and, and the like. So the, the most recent, uh, casting news that I have read about this, and I'm actually trying to, to find the particular article, uh, right now, uh, is that, I'm trying to find the, um, this is really not, this is not good for me, let's be honest. Well, that sounds like it'd be an interesting movie. Are, are there really enough, I, I guess I want to say female action stars that could fill a movie like that? Oh, absolutely. Uh, so the, artic- the the person who I was trying to think of uh, is Katie Sackhoff, who was from uh, Battlestar Galactica, so best known as Starbuck uh, okay, from from true. from the new Battlestar Galactica series? Uh, she joined the cast as far as, uh, according to uh, the news that I have read. Um, so other other people who are uh, supposedly included in this movie uh, is. Yu Nan, who I don't actually know about. Look, I, I think there are plenty, plenty of people out there, and they they haven't necessarily carried a movie uh, themselves. Um, you know, so we'll be interested to see what's interesting to see whether or not they can, um, you know, they can carry a movie. It's also interesting. It's also going to be interesting to see if the people who write the movie write it the same way right. in the sense that it is still going to be the, you know, bunch of, you know, essentially former action heroes who go around shooting things or are they going to uh, attempt to stereotypically feminize it? Right. So... Do you know what I mean? Like, explain, in, explain. Instead of, you know, say, getting revenge, it'll be, uh, you know, rescuing their, their, da- their son or daughter. Right. You know, to, to have that emotional twist that the women need. You, you know, like the, the type of thing that a guy would think a girl would want to see in a movie or, you know, that he thinks girls are like. Sure. Look, you know, I, I, I guess it's one of those things that we can't really... Uh, we, we can speculate as much as we like on and it won't really uh, mean anything until it actually arrives. Um, the... I mean, the the females, the, the the ladies that they've got uh, lined up for this so far, look like they, you know, may be able to actually um, pull off something that is 
straight action, you know, something that's actually a good gritty action title. Uh, so, look, I think it stands to be seen, and I, I don't have any... Uh, I think that this is possibly going to be the, the a big player in whether or not a, a movie like this will work out, because, uh, you know... It's it's very easy for Hollywood to do the same thing over and over again, and we see that all the time, you know, with with remakes and uh, reboots and um, sequels and prequels and threequels and all the you know all the different things that come out. So you know, Hollywood is very uh, is very comfortable doing what they already know, um, and one thing that they don't necessarily know is you know, is Female, you know, female leads in movies other than, you know, romantic comedies, which means that it's like it's something. This is this is a movie that's already essentially, you know, on is rolling along. Uh, it's it's got the green light and it's going ahead. So look, it. I, I think this will be this this will certainly make a, a big dent in the uh in the in like in the movie industry it's it's something that um they can only uh, that can only get better i, I think it'll be an interesting watch like uh, because uh from from the looks of things it's the the women that they're they're pulling in are not the people who are you know not the females in a, in in action movies who have been you know typically the you know the um, you know the hot the hot chick, or you know the love interest, or whatever. Right. But you know people who have actually had you know good you know good decent decent action roles. Uh, you know, the, although there are far you know very few of them. Um, so you know, you just you just have to you know take for, for instance, um, Katie Sackhoff. You know she was she was not your you know regular female character she was uh she was very you know very much the opposite of that she was you know she was something that up until that point we hadn't seen a lot of uh so i think i i think that this is possibly going to be the best the the, uh the, the best you know, first foot forward for this sort of this sort of thing in the future, and hopefully, hopefully, this will mean that we will get more movies, more more action movies with you know with female leads that are actually doing good, you know, female you know, with, with actual good female leads. Right. Uh, can I, can I make a prediction about that movie? Sure. Uh, my prediction is that it will one of the roles will go to Michelle Rodriguez. Uh, right. And Lucia from Lost, and also Trudy on Avatar. Uh, so my prediction: she'll get a role, and she will die uh, because that is what she always does. Fair enough. Well, I guess we'll we'll see. You you heard it here, folks. This is the first place. You heard it here first. <laughs> all right. Well, I, I think that's all for for today. Uh, have you got any? Last things to say? Uh, no, I think we've we've covered you know good uh, good gamut of topics for uh, for today. And uh, any, anything else can wait two more weeks, and I'm sure there'll be a bunch of new stuff that's that's happened since then that we can talk about. Excellent. All right. Well, you can follow Brandon on Twitter at Brandroid Attack, and you'll find me on Twitter at Jellybean Soup. 
This is Jillian Bean. You can find all of the details about today's episode, including the show notes, at jellystyle.com forward slash podcasts forward slash Jillian Bean forward slash one. Thanks for joining us for our first ever episode. We hope you'll join us next time for episode two.